Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome back if you are a regular listener. My name is Sandy, I am your host and I'm very excited to be bringing you this episode. Um, This is a subject I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and it's also with one of my very close friends and I love having my friends on the podcast, um, especially when they are as eloquent um, and interesting as my man Ali Paul. Um, I've known Ali for a number of years. We met as windsurfing instructors in Greece and we've been been very good friends for a, for a long time now. Uh, we've actually just spent most of the summer in Greece together working remotely. Um, and it's been great to hang out with him and, and talk to him a lot about what he does now. Ali works um, in, in kind of the cryptocurrency space within recruitment, um, recruiting uh, executive level members of staff for, for kind of crypto companies. Um, he's also been interested in the space for a number of years himself uh, as an investor and just as a as a fan, I suppose. Um, so it's just really interesting to talk to him about it. Um, obviously, it's become a big subject, cryptocurrency, especially, you know, the metaverse, all that kind of thing. Um, we talked a lot about kind of what it all is, his history with it, um, what, what cryptocurrency actually is, what the metaverse is. Um, how how anxiety and mental well-being plays into uh, trying to navigate that that world um, we talked about um, you know obviously knowing when enough is enough when when it comes to you know investing um, as Ali said no know, know what you don't know when it comes to investing I think that's a very wise piece of advice um, but yeah we discussed a lot about that we discussed about um, you know the metaverse going into that how that's going to change kind of the way we talk to each other, the way we interact, where humans interact and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing um, and how that's going to play into our mental health. We very briefly touch on, uh, you know, a big, big subject, uh, porn addiction and how that's going to play into uh, men and how they kind of navigate uh, sex, I suppose. But that's kind of kind of a, a larger conversation that deserves its own podcast. So we only talked about that for a, a little bit uh, towards the end. But yeah, a hugely interesting conversation. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy. Um, and yeah, that, that that's it really. I'm really pleased to be back podcasting properly. Um, I'm going to be putting out a lot of episodes in the next few weeks um, and getting, getting fully back into it. Thank you for your patience. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Ali Paul. Ali Paul, hello, welcome, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome to the podcast. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, and I think low key I've been wanting to get you on for so long, but sometimes it's I find it a bit awkward, like asking my really good friends to come on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah, it's kind of that awkward point where I want to be serious, but I also want to have a laugh, you know. Uh, I I know exactly what you mean, but um, thanks for having me, Sandy. It's fun to be here. No, it's a pleasure. Like you've you. You're you're one of those one of those guys, and I think you know um, we've we've just for anyone listening, me and Ali have just spent um, you know a, a fair bit of time together in in Greece working remotely, as is as is what we can do now. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to get Ali on is because you do have this really intimate knowledge with like an industry that a few of us are dipping our toes in, um, and a lot of people profess to be experts at, um, and that is kind of cryptocurrency and and the metaverse and and all that sort of stuff, you know, as it, as it's emerging. Um, You've you've been in it for quite a while, which I didn't actually know until the last um, year or two, um, you know. And how, how how did you get into it? Uh, yeah, kind of give give me a very a very brief. As I said before, I hit record. It's not like how many bitcoins have you got, but tell tell us a little bit about your history with cryptocurrency before we get into um, what it actually is. I suppose. For sure, for sure, and, and it's also worth saying as well what you said there about 
people professing to be experts. Yeah. I'm definitely not an expert. <laughs> and I actually kind of think anyone who says that they are an expert doesn't really know what they're talking about. And 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 literally it's a space that is changing so so quickly that it's impossible to stay on top of absolutely everything. Um it's it, and it's super easy to get lost in all the sort of noise and uh, and as well it, it's like I, I've I've never really heard of a space or industry where it's full of scams and full of charlatans and like just navigating that is 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 super hard um but yeah I, I mean I, I'd actually say I haven't been in it that long in the grand scheme of things I mean um it only came around in like 2009 and I, I, I found out about it um, through my flatmate um, in, I think in like, in, in like 2017 oh. when everything was going mad. Um, I heard about it. Um, heard about this thing called Bitcoin. I was like, Oh, well, what was that? Sounds like, you know, magical internet money that's, you know, associated with drug dealing and money laundering. Um that's just another thing a, a funny thing as well like the that's probably up until about then is how it kind of gained most notoriety as being this this currency that people use to go buy drugs on the internet yeah um but i mean it, it's um 2018 I, I really started to learn a lot more about it um i guess like it, it it's important to kind of distinguish between like cryptocurrency and and then like blockchain which is the underlying um technology that enables it um for me uh, uh, i kind of um uh the penny dropped to a certain degree when, when i was in the police so i used to be a police officer and a big thing in the police is maintaining the integrity of evidence so whenever like we would have a piece of evidence and you'd be dealing with it in an investigation, or whatever you basically have to record every time you look at it, do anything to it, pass it to someone else. And that's like a, um, a record that you have to keep. Uh, and if it ever gets to court and um, it ever gets questioned like, Oh, well, why is it not accounted for? I it's been open this extra time. There's no record of it. Basically blockchain is, is a really good way to track all the interactions that someone has with something digital. Um, and for me, that use case was like, okay, that like that makes a lot of sense to me because it's like a practical application I can understand. Um, and then I just basically went, I mean, everyone talks about going down a rabbit hole. Um, and, it, and, it, and it is just the best way to describe it because you kind of get lost in all sorts of different other topics. Um, and, and it's far more than just about you know trading and making money on the internet it's it's like that's a very surface level understanding of it um but it it is also like a fun part and and often what hooks a lot of people yeah absolutely like i i i kind of fell down the rabbit hole last last year and i, I suppose i'm a classic example of like i got caught up in the what i know now is like a a bull run um i suppose and i i suddenly you know we, we've got a couple of mutual friends who I, I won't necessarily name on the podcast but you know they, they made a bit of money and i was like oh whoa whoa and then i really kind of went down the rabbit hole and i suppose that's the way always you know it's oh, I, I might be able to make a bit of cash out of this but you very wisely told me we had a conversation last summer when i first started buying some and you were like 
just put it there and and just ignore it for for 10 years you know it, it it's kind of thinking thinking in in the long term like that rather than thinking oh, i'll buy some and i'll be a millionaire by next year because that has happened to a few people with you know and like i said i'm sure a lot of this is is kind of scams and things like that for for you who's obviously got your your ear to the ground and now now you're kind of um you know working in the space as well to a certain extent um but you, you know you you pay attention a lot more how and you mentioned it earlier how have you gone about navigating it and kind of keeping a cool head um if that makes sense i guess the main point you're making is like um you you meet a lot of people who who get very sucked into the trading aspect of it Uh, and and it it almost if you're trading uh, i draw a big distinction between trading and investing like investing is about understanding the root of the technology the long-term value why something will increase in value over time Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to buy when it's low sell when it's high and 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 ride those uh, that volatility, basically, and 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 a lot of people are very successful at that. Like people make a lot of money trading, um, and, and I think just because it's it, it's such an it's an open market and anyone can go and do it, it's it's easy to sort of you know once you get sucked in and start making a bit, you get a few wins, and then you start to when you start losing, then you realize oh actually maybe I'm not that good at this and, and actually you, you got to remember as well like there are people who have been trading for far longer than you've known about crypto mm-hmm. and when they're when you're losing they're winning basically yeah. um f- for them it, it's it, it it's the best thing ever when um people who don't know how to trade come in and that's basically who you're trading against so i i, I a big thing in crypto that, that that i always sort of think as well is like the the best thing is is to know what you don't know. So yeah, that's a nice. I plan. know I I'm not a good trader, and so I'm not even going to try. And, and and it's also like a space where I don't even think you need to trade. Like when you actually look at data of like how people have done in like investment portfolios, you um, it's it, it it's hard to really you know. People will never tell you like their actual, you know, ins and outs, their P and L, like how much they've they've um, how many successful trades, they've had, how many bad trades they have. And reality is, like a lot of people in crypto generally made a lot of money off like you know one or two things pumping. Like a lot of people made a lot of money very quickly during the Ethereum ICO. Um, um, so I guess as well, like so trading. I guess like linking it to mental health a little bit, like it, I, I do firmly believe that it's, it it can have like very similar effects in your brain to gambling. I was about to say that I was, yeah, it sounds an awful lot. Like, I mean, of of course I, I, you know, I, I kind of know what, know what trading is and trading goes all the way back to before cryptocurrency, you know, people doing it with, with, with normal currency, you know, with stocks and shares, you know, people, people have been trading for a long time, but it, you know, to a certain extent with crypto, what, what you're saying there in my head, I was like, how, how far off gambling actually is this, you know, and is it just someone hoping to strike it and get one, 
one kind of big payday and then but then the problem is as we know people with gambling addiction it's never just one payday is it you know you get that you get a first taste of it and you go oh well maybe i'll have a bit more you know yeah 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 and 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 it's um it it is addictive like anyone who's who's been in the space for long like will be guilty of like waking up in the morning and the first thing you want to check is the price of bitcoin yeah. you, you you open your phone and you and you're like re- refreshing like i um i i went through a bit of a phase of doing that and and I, I like i kind of caught myself and was like hang on a minute like this is definitely not healthy especially yeah. when everything starts to turn red um but i mean it's um i guess it's just being like aware enough that you're falling into that um and being able to not do it well, I think you can that that can be said about you know a, a lot of things. I mean, I've had so many conversations on this podcast with a, a similar thing with with social media. You know, the first thing people do when they wake up in the morning is they they open Instagram or TikTok and they'll sit there for for forty minutes. And I guess the only difference is um, your 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 personal kind of wealth and stuff isn't isn't necessarily tied to social media. So there's a kind of level below it as well where you you literally have money on the line rather than just you convincing yourself, oh, I'm just passing a bit of time before I need to get up and go to work. And actually you're fully addicted to looking at what's on your phone. But uh, yeah, I guess it, it takes it that little step further when, you know, the, the, the zeros are, are in your name that you're looking at. And like you said, as soon as it turns red, suddenly you're paying attention to that. And that, if that's the first thing you see in the morning, you know, I've, it, loads of people, um, I listen to, you know, a bit of stuff with Andrew Huberman and all these other guys say that, you know, the, the first sort of hour of your day is, probably the most one of the most important times of the day isn't it you know how, how you how you decide to spend that is what kind of sets up your day and if you're sat there stressing about the price of bitcoin it's probably not the best start to your day is it no for sure and and, and uh, i've got a lot of friends who trade um and i mean i've got a, a couple who like uh, i've seen like I, I i'll meet up with them and they'll be in a great mood and i'll be like oh yeah bitcoin price is up today like candles are green and then when they're red i'll be like oh i better be in a bad mood today and i mean i'm in a bad mood and and ultimately like um over a long enough period in i mean in in any market if it's you know fundamentally good then um really you 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 shouldn't really be affected by any of the short-term up and downs uh, and that's why I find quite, quite interesting in, in in this space as well. Like when you look at people who have who must have held uh, Bitcoin since like you know 2010 or whatever, yeah. And they basically had to have the the self control to not only like watch their money like go down 90 percent and be totally fine with that, but they've also been able to watch it. Uh, triple quadruple yeah. 100x and then they're able to just be like ah, it's not ready yet and they and they just sort of carry on sort of it's been like that meme of that guy who's just like uh the stoic guy. i can't remember what it's called chad that's what it's called and he's there and he's just mm, yes is that the guy with the big beard and like the the proper yeah. like yeah the proper like jawline the absolute robber yeah, yeah, yeah. jawline yeah well i mean yeah that's, that's interesting what you said yeah you know it's it's like the discipline, isn't it, of of watching it go down, and ultimately that's fine because you're like, well, I'm not gonna not gonna sell it, you know, I'm just gonna let it do it. Let's face it as well, you know, the, these guys who put it in, especially early, realistically, they were probably quite wealthy at the beginning anyway. Um, but I imagine there's probably a few outliers that weren't as well. But yeah, the the discipline lies in watching it go up and go. This is life changing money now. 
and they go, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it. But then for, for me, that, that sort of starts to beg the question um, for me, and, and maybe it's just the way that I'm wired and it's probably the reason that I'm never going to be extremely rich. Um, th- for me, I look at that and, you know, you put in money and you look at that and, and essentially you've got, I don't know, a couple of million in there. You, you, I'm sat there going, at what point is it, is it going to be enough? You know, you watch your money go up, up, up. At what point do these guys go, that's enough money for me to, to pull it out and I'm, I'm done? You know, and that's... And that's something that I've always been interested in with with investing, not not just in terms of crypto. Like, at, at what point do you go? This is enough. I'm gonna, you know, pull pull this out and do this. You know, uh, our, our friend Bruce. I don't know if Bruce who, and listeners will know uh, Bruce. He's been on the podcast a few times. You know, Bruce said his his dad kind of you know recently cashed out a lot of his stocks and stuff, and essentially bought a bought a house and stuff. And he was like, "This is enough," and that's what he did. He, he pulled it out and they, they call it the house that Jeff built. It was all his Amazon stock. <laughs> you know? and, and Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, cheers, Jeff. Thanks for the house. You know, and, and he did that. And, and t- to him, he was like, that's enough. And that's something that has always interested me. At what point do these guys or, you know, just people investing in general sit there and go, all right, I'm, I'm going to. But do you think it's just that thing in the back of their head going, it could double again tomorrow? It could double again tomorrow. Do you think, you know, what, what, are, yeah. what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? It's a super psychological thing, trading. Yeah. I, I mean, market like generally, I kind of think are, um, especially short term. Like it, it, it's all psychological. Um, you, you never know when it's going to stop. You never know when it's going to, uh, suddenly go down. You, you, people claim to know, and and there are people who you know invest a lot of time and are you know have, have studied a lot um technical analysis and training um it's it it's still hard to not be affected by watching your money half yeah, <laughs> yeah of course um um but yeah it's um i think another part to to it is is like that there are a lot of people in who've been in crypto for for a bit of time and they've made a lot of money very quickly yeah and like so much money to, to extend they're like, oh, well, I don't have to work anymore. And then they're faced with the question with, okay, I don't need to do this thing that, you know, we're expected to do called work anymore because I've, I, I've solved the money problem and I've got enough to sustain me. What do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what do I do now? I don't have to, you know, rent out my time to make money to survive. What do I spend my time doing? And, and I think a lot of people in, in this world like struggle with that a little bit like it 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 isn't the same kind of satisfaction as like you know you've spent a lot of time hard work building a company or like um building something yeah working really hard um it's just happened very quickly um and so it's a i know i i I met a lot of people who have sort of suddenly had to confront that self-actualization problem yeah. when you've made a load of money and figure out what they actually want to do well that's yeah that's it and it, it again you know that that's something um we, we spoke about it you know a bit a bit in greece and and we're we're both very fortunate people and i don't think there's many other people out there um we we both have kind of interests and passions that we absolutely love doing that i'm sure if tomorrow morning i woke up and i had enough money to never work again i would probably be able to keep myself busy for for long enough until i figured out what the next thing was um, and I imagine, mm. I imagine you would too, but 
like you said, that there are so many people out there. And I think this is a huge issue when it comes to kind of men- mental well-being and you know m- mental health and things is they-, they don't have that thing outside of work other than going to the pub and getting shit faced on a Friday and a Saturday night. They don't have that thing outside of work that they're like, I could put a load of time into this if I have the time to do it. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, I know you've been doing it for a while, but I recently found Brazilian jiu-jitsu or, you know, we both met through through windsurfing as well. And that's what we've spent the summer doing. You know, I, I know I know the first thing I would do if I had what Joe Rogan calls fuck you money, where you don't have to work ever again, you know. Um, but yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't. And like you said, yeah, you're, you're faced with this thing going, oh, well, essentially I've won at life. I haven't really done. It's it's like all these people that win the lottery. They they get they get faced with this very quickly, don't they? You know, and a lot of them tend to run out of money or essentially have breakdowns a couple of years after winning, don't they? Because they just, they think they've got to do all the things you do when you have loads of money and they realize that doesn't actually make them happy. You know, it's, yeah. 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 It must be. Yeah, a, I mean, um, follow. Um, I would say like the things I like doing are jujitsu, windsurfing and crypto. Like those are just the other things which I spend pretty much like all my time on now. Yeah. Um, and like having, uh, I feel super lucky to like one found windsurfing and, and jujitsu that they're, they're both like, they're actually both quite like individual things. Like yeah. it's like a sort of battle against yourself really. And just like in- incremental improvement, a lot of failing over and over again, especially windsurfing, like, I don't know any other sport where you, you crash fucking like, you know, 150 times before you even get close to doing something. And that's what it was like for me learning to, you know, do freestyle. Still yeah. is really. Oh, same for me as well. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing though. And it's the same for me, you know, go, going into jujitsu, you know, ro- rolling with you and things like that. It is that thing of just incremental improvements that you might not see. You might only see a little improvement once a month if you're going you know, if you, if you're going a few times a week, you see that improvement once a month, but it does make that all worth it. But that's, that's really interesting what you said there. You, so, you know, windsurfing and, and jujitsu, both, like, like I said, they're both fairly kind of internal sports and you're kind of battling yourself and things, but equally they're quite, um, well, one of them, one of them is very much in the natural world. The other one requires you to be around a lot of other people, whereas cryptocurrency is perhaps taking you the, the opposite way. Um, and, you know, essentially, you know, we'll get into metaverse stuff, but it's, you know, it's all online. When you think of someone who's into crypto, you don't fit the bill. Um, and I hope you don't. You, you, you told me a story uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Greece together and you were saying about how uh, and maybe I've got it wrong, but you, you went and met up with a load of guys. I don't know if it was crypto they were in and you, you were all like wake surfing and they were all talking about how hard it was. And you kind of just jumped on and did it because you were like, I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of used to all this. Um, what's, I suppose, do you, do you just t- tend to find balance by having, you know, having these kind of two aspects of your life that are so kind of polar opposite? And I suppose I kind of struggle to say, you know, not, not struggle, but I battle with it a bit as well with, you know, my, my work is all in social media and is all on, on a bloody phone and notifications and pinging away and in a digital world. Um, but then the other part of me, you know, is, is outside and in the sea or, engaging with other people you know learning something quite primal like jujitsu you know it's it's mm. kind of two 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 opposite worlds do you think they kind of complement each other or do you think it do you think it's good to kind of do yeah polar the, the polar opposites essentially yeah i mean um the main thing i think that's 
I mean, for me, that 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 I found super interesting about crypto is actually like uh, it it it's kind of been the stimulus to make me learn a lot of things I never would have otherwise learned, and and to question a lot of things that I thought I knew before. Um, for example, like that, like the more interesting question when it comes to like learning about crypto, and if you really want to understand, like know why something like bitcoin is fundamentally valuable you, you effectively have to learn the history of money mm. uh, and that's a, something which uh, i find it baffling now how no one is taught like what money is or like why we have money or like where it's come from given that pretty much everyone is going to spend most of their life trying to get more money yeah and the things you do with your life is is to get money but like if, if you ask most people like okay what is money like you you, you probably aren't going to get a very deep response other than like you know a piece of paper or like a number in your bank account but it, it's a super interesting question um mm. and and there are loads of um you know p- people in the space who talk about this a lot um it in in order to answer that question you you basically have to go like in real deep into like human nature human behavior like what incentivizes us to do things um how economies work how governments work like the history of how societies have formed um ownership of things why that's important there's all these like super interesting questions which are actually like kind of unrelated to crypto in a way yeah but, but you just start to build like um new mental models which is just like you know if you're if you're into that kind of thing um it, it, it's just generally a cool intellectual pursuit that is more fun because it's this brand new technology that that is you know changing a lot of things in the world and it's really exciting and there's also the money making aspect of it like you have skin in the game in this thing like you you, you haven't really got an incentive at school when you're sitting in class to you know l- learn about economics really it's pretty boring but if suddenly you're like in this um world that you know n- not everyone has cottoned on to yet and you start to learn about this thing and and you're seeing money go up and things that that is quite exciting mm. and, and is often like the, the skin in the game that people need to you know maintain that excitement to learn about new things yeah absolutely yeah it's, i suppose realistically if people are going to get into it in the first place you know crypto and and things like that they're going to potentially be uh disposed to learning that information anyway because they're probably quite up for learning but for a lot of people i imagine you know some of those questions and things you pose there are kind of almost existential in you know on Mm -hmm. on terms of you know what what is money and sometimes i think existential questions can be a bit big for people and that's not not to demean any anyone out there or anything like that but it's not like one of those things that you can put on in the background. Do you know what I mean? It it requires you to, you know, physically in- sit and engage with it and, and, and learn about all of this stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's, I like what you said about having, having skin in the game. And that goes back to, you know, what, what you said just a few seconds earlier about, you know, human nature and things like that. And that is kind of how we're wired, isn't it? We're always going to be a bit more interested mm-hmm. if we if we get something out of it. We're so inherently selfish, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. Ultimately, that 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 comes from just our instincts to survive. You know, can mm-hmm. we can we come and have some of your food and sit by the fire with you and keep warm? You know, 
Um, and yeah. that goes up, and then and that brings us up to now of going. Well, I'll only give a shit about Bitcoin if I've got a thousand, at least a thousand pounds put in it, you know, and I can maybe make some money in 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 a few years' time. You know, it is it is difficult. Um, is it? Do do you find it's one of those things where you kind of do you feel like a sense of? I imagine a lot of people probably feel like a bit of a sense of ownership over this kind of stuff, especially if they've been doing it for quite a few years. Um, do you understand what I mean? A bit like, you know, when, yeah. when someone has a like a band that they've loved for years and then someone else finds out about them and they're like, no, they're, they're my band. I, <laughs> I've loved them for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you yeah, think you, people you, feel like that about crypto? Definitely. Definitely. You, 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 like you, you get a lot of people who are in like very early and, and, and they sort of that being that the person who sort of, you know, was first in becomes like a big part of their identity, I think. Mm. Um, there are definitely lots of people like that. Um, to be honest, for me, like, um, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this at the beginning, like I, 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 I work in crypto recruitment now. So, so I do executive level hires for crypto businesses, crypto projects. Um, and, and for me, that's just, um, it's, it's exciting because it puts you at like, like an interesting juncture between like investors and, um, people building like really cutting edge interesting things and and crypto is particularly exciting because you're you're sort of um it it's changing and introducing a lot of new ideas on basically like how you organize people like um that the, there's a lot of talk about the um i don't know if people have heard of DAOs before you might you probably have um by this point a, a, a DAO is basically like um I mean, it stands for decentralized autonomous organization. In in reality, I mean, p- people pitch it as like the next iteration of like a limited company. Like it's how we're going to build businesses in the future, and it's it's open source. It's like anyone can join. People people can come in and and, and contribute. And uh, and there's even this idea of like there's actually a really cool book that's just come out by Balaji Srivanathan probably butchered his name there um called the network state and and he basically outlines his vision for like what the future of like a state built online looks like and how that then translates to the real world it's like the next iteration of a country enabled through blockchain which is super interesting um and there's like all, all these kind of things like you you don't have anyone like thinking really as big um about like fundamentally changing a lot of things in the world uh, as in crypto maybe in like you know um some like life sciences stuff and, and ai but um it it just um you you, you always just really feel like i i get to speak to lots of people who are like far smarter than me building lots of interesting things in the space and, and it's just like it, it's always really humbling and really exciting mm-hmm. hearing people talk about like building these awesome projects which uh, a lot of them will fail, but but like it's just the. I guess it's a, a a bit of a product of an industry which is completely unregulated, completely free. Yeah. Anyone can come in and build whatever they want. O- on one side of that, you get like you know, the charlatans, the scams, the hacks, like all of that kind of stuff. And on the other end, you get like the cutting edge people doing really awesome stuff. Mm. Um, so it's pretty cool. And, and 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 like on top of that, like. 
uh, you mentioned like the metaverse before, like like for for me that that's a super exciting space and and, and gaming as well. Um, I I actually kind of think that, that gaming is probably one of the most exciting um, areas for me. The, the, uh, for a lot of people who played games before, it's it's quite a, like a penny drop moment when you realize gaming already has like a lot of digital assets in it. We already know that a lot of people, you know, if you're playing Modern Warfare or whatever. Yeah, loot you, boxes and stuff. Yeah, and you pay like a lot of real money for, you know, to make your character look cool. I remember yeah. when, I, when I first like heard of this stuff, I was like, why the hell would I pay like real money to like get a red tiger camo M4? <laughs> And then after a while of playing, you're like, fuck, take my money. Give me the, <laughs> the, the gold yeah. AK or whatever. Um, uh, but crypto basically like, like it enables a lot of, um, uh, it effectively enables digital ownership. And that's a really exciting thing for, in, in a lot of ways. So we, we can always get into that a little bit more if you want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going off everything you just said and, you know, anyone listening, that's that's potentially a lot of like, quite overwhelming information i know you're, you're quite close to it and you're clearly you know very hyped about it but do you think there's um a certain and there definitely are i'm sure people out there that are, are kind of a bit nervous about this first of all because it's kind of just a fear of the unknown and and like you said perhaps it's a case that they potentially just haven't educated themselves but you know some of it potentially sounds like a kind of complete loss of human interaction as we know it and you know going and, and there's, there's no way you know essentially we can stop it and i'm not saying you know that we're going into a war with the machines and it's going to be terminator and all that stuff i think that's nonsense and potentially that's mm. more that's more ai than what we're talking about but do is is there any you know part of you that's a bit kind of reticent about all of this and you feel like we're losing kind of that romantic analog part of of kind of human nature if that makes sense yeah I, I i think there are two things here i think firstly like generally the trend that's been going on in the world is that we are moving more and more digital mm. like most of our life is actually spent digitally now like yeah. i'm unfortunately today i've been in my house all day i've been working through my computer i've been having video calls all day that's a digital experience when I, you know, I then interact with my friends through text, I interact with my friends through Instagram or yeah. like other social media, like we're, we're already living very digitally and it, but at the same time in quite an analog way. And I guess the metaverse is, is a way to just make that a lot more immersive and real and feel more natural. Like, even though we're having a conversation through a screen, like if, if say we were in the metaverse, and we were both in like a VR world. We we could be on a mountain, whatever. Well, at least it looks like one. And yeah. we could be doing like hand gestures, and you 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 see, you you experience an interaction in a a much more real way, which you probably you probably lose a bit of that through a video call. Yeah. Uh, so I think in in one sense it can be like actually a lot better for people in mm -hmm. a way because it, it it feels more real. Um, but at the same time, like. I think like being anyone who's been in like a VR headset or whatever, like it's quite, it's quite nauseating. And, and you, and it, when you come out of it, it's a bit, it's a weird experience. Um, and my gut says that doing that 
for most of the day isn't very good for humans <laughs> i think like it, it generally I, I i'm actually a lot more excited by augmented reality as opposed to vr just for, for like longer term human health i think like being able to be in a real space yeah surrounded by your friends and, and whatever but, but have these elements that can be augmented and you can share it, it is a lot more powerful and definitely better for us than being sort of like in a pod being in your haptic suit and just in this virtual world today I, I don't like it, it actually it, if i think about like my kids i'd be like that future fucking scares me <laughs> well, that, yeah that, that that that's kind of that's kind of like the crux of wanted to get to you know i don't know if you've seen like uh, not to like Hollywoodize it too much, but I know like Ready Player One was trending on Twitter the other day. I think it was on BBC or something like that. And I was scrolling through the comments and, and a lot of the comments were, were things like that. You know, they were like, I don't want my kids having to just live in this world that, yeah, you know, they control it. Mm. Like you said, with Call of Duty, they can buy an outfit for their avatar or whatever. But but actually, you know, in, in the real world, they're they're sat there like the episode of south park they're sat there passed out in their in their desk chair in their bedroom they've, yeah. been, they've been like that for three days having soiled themselves and you know all this you know, it's like, <laughs> you know yeah. it, i think i think i think that's a, that's a good point to touch on is you know and i wonder as well you know at what point and and of course you know i hate to always have to try and steer this conversation towards mental health so i'm not even going to but it goes without saying that that will be hugely affected as well and you know it'll start oh, to blur. i think it'd be I think it'd be horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> for for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's um, it it's a bit scary in a way. I I I guess like I don't know. It, it, if if we're smart about it and can come up with ways to um mitigate a lot of those things. I mean, for for some people, it could be really great. But I I think you you kind of it's kind of hard to know until the 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 data's out in a way yeah absolutely these things well it's it, 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 it's it depends, a bit like um, yeah it depends how much choice people have as well you know as long as the you know it, as as long as the the natural world's still out there as long as me and you can still go out windsurfing together but then we can come home and put headsets on and do this you know it, it's like actually how, how different is that to me sitting on my phone all evening while watching tv simultaneously exactly. you know a, actually how, how how different is you know they say like, you know, the metaverse and everything, it's already here, but we're just like, you know, me and, me and Bruce joke and we call our phones hand terminals from a TV show called The Expanse, <laughs> but that's that's literally what they are. They are little, you know, rather than having the chip in our head or putting the, the helmet on or anything at the moment, we, we just have them in our pockets, you know, holding one of these up. And that's that's yeah. how, how we live. So actually, I think it goes back to what, what you said at the start, you know, the three things you're passionate about. If 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 as long as we're still able to strike a balance, part of me thinks it, it actually could be you know potentially a, a good thing or an okay thing at least <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like it it's also a saying as well it's uh, a lot of people say um oh that's going to be real really terrible as if the way we are living today and working today is really good <laughs> and optimum like there is nothing natural about sitting at a desk for bloody you know eight to ten hours a day no and then and to just glued to a screen i like if i was actually given the choice i'd probably take being in vr in a you know and if i can move around and i, I reckon just for your body's health mm. um i reckon that's better for you than the, the way we are today um, yeah absolutely 
Yeah, there's so many, there's so many like depictions and not, not for me. It's difficult that I always reference like pop culture and, you know, things like that. But ultimately that that's kind of all we've got, you know, is like science fiction and, and things like that. But there are so many depictions of like the human race in a couple of hundred years time. And we're all just like fat blobs and floating chairs kind of mm. with like little robots and things to work for us. And our phones have been integrated into our arms now and we kind of control it, you know, everything <laughs> like that to, to me, like, you know, there, there, there is a certain part of me that sort of worry, worry. Well, I mean, we've just been talking about it, but yeah, I, I do kind of worry about it, but I'm e equally, I, I don't think it'll ever get to that point because I think there's enough people that go, no, actually we quite like going out in a real forest or going for a swim in the sea and things or e e in our yeah. lifetime, in our lifetime, at least um, to yeah. me, you know, but I, I also think, I don't know because obviously you're 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 in direct contact with like the big dreamers and thinkers of you know potentially the you know of, of what's going to be happening in this space. But for for me, who's not not as involved with that part of me, doesn't like thinking that big. You know, I quite like I'm very much uh, I like to kind of kind of try and stay in my lane and focus on only what's in front of me. And I'll kind of I suppose your your habits will change so slowly that you don't even notice it happening. You know, at first I didn't have a phone yeah. and then su suddenly I had a phone. And then a few months later I go, Oh, well I might as well get Instagram. And then a year later, suddenly I'm on it all the fucking time. And now I work on Instagram and stuff. And you know, five, five to five to 10 years later, I've gone from literally, I didn't even own a phone. I made a point of not owning a phone to now this thing goes with me everywhere I go. I can't be without mm. it. For, and I'll happily admit that I can't be without it for like yeah, five terminal. Yeah, my, I, but I get, I get physically like, I get, I get quite stressed if I don't know where it is or if I don't, you know, if I yeah. realize, I'm sure everyone out there, you know, you do the panic, like t patting your pockets and you're like, oh shit, where is it? You know? I hate it. Yeah. I hate I, it. I'm sure you, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's really stressful. And in a way it's, it's so sad that we've all got to that point where I'm like, you know, I, I've only, I think there's only a couple of us in our sort of friendship group that, that don't mind that don't care about it and even then after mm. like 10 minutes they'll get a bit stressed about it but um yeah it's it, it's definitely as we as we kind of you know go down the road it'll, it'll be really interesting to um to, to see what happens i think like uh, i'm actually super optimistic about a lot of this vr stuff and for i i feel like the positives will outweigh the negatives yeah that there's so much cool opportunity to uh, i mean in all sorts of fields like gaming's obviously the obvious one and there's like a lot of branding stuff that that's that's super cool like nike made like 150 million this year just from nft yeah revenue. you told me this and, yeah yeah and, and, and like there's, there's lots of cool opportunity there but like there's so much cool education stuff for example like if you have this open place like it i i don't know if you've read ready player one but but they have like schools in that where anyone around the world can come and attend and like anyone can come and attend. And then you're, you, you can be taught by the best minds and whatever it is you're being taught about. You can go into like fully immersive experiences. Like there's a cool one on the Oculus where David Attenborough basically like walks you through the history of evolution and, 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 you're, and you're literally like in this world. It's a lot more interactive. It's like better than going to any museum really. Uh, and you can like gamify all of that stuff to make kids learn. And then like, I I actually almost, so so I applied when I was about to leave the police before I did, I, I applied for an internal role to basically work on the police um, counter terrorism teams, uh, VR team. So uh, idea being that you're basically like designing um, 
training simulations for firearms officers so that, that they can go through these simulations when like you know a, an active shooter comes in and they're able to respond in the right way um like you, you can extend that out to like i always thought it'd be really cool to basically like uh, a lot of members of the public don't, don't understand what it's like being a police officer and, and people are always like oh what would i do in if i was in their shoes whereas like if you could you know, you put them in that simulation and like suddenly you're a police officer and you're doing a vehicle stop or whatever and you have to respond. How yeah, do you yeah. respond? Like, I think it'd be really cool to give people like um, a lot of interesting perspective on like, you know, what it's actually like when someone says no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, it's got it's got the potential rather rather than kind of, you know, pulling us apart, it, it potentially could make us a bit more empathetic to each other, couldn't it? I suppose, like you said, that's yeah. And I, there's so I, many things it, that you didn't. It's think an about. awesome opportunity to to be able to just like be in other people's shoes. Like you could go and be in like the shoes of a doctor, like training surgeons. That'd be pretty cool. You're like yeah. suddenly you're you're in an emergency room and you're I don't know you're like doing some surgery or delivering a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, you could. You can do some really cool stuff. Um, but, like, you know what I'm scared of that would probably be very bad for people's mental health is the sort of, you know, VR porn and the extensions of that and where that can go. Yeah. I think in Ready Player One, they have something like that, don't they? Well, they've they've got, like, um, yeah, yeah, like in the Oasis, they, haven't they got, like, brothels and stuff that you can, yeah. Yeah, so you get hooked up to some weird machine and, uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've well, we've had we've had like brief discussions among the boys about this, haven't we? Because like, I know a few a few of you boys have got like the Oculus and stuff, and all of us have been like, "Have you had a go? Had a go? Done it?" <laughs> and I know like a, a couple of the boys, but actually, to to everyone's credit, all of you that have done it, I, I don't I don't have a, a not, I don't have one. I've never done that before. Um, but um, I I don't have one. But and all of you that have done it have been like, didn't like it, thought it was weird, felt felt weird. <laughs> you know so yeah it, but yeah i think that that's got the potential to like yeah make mm. m make people already a lot, a lot weirder about that kind of stuff than it already is with the amount of i think it was like jordan peterson he said like didn't he he was like a man can just go on his phone and just see more naked girls than a, a man would have seen in his entire lifetime like 30 yeah, 40 years ago terrible yeah it's terrible you literally like I, I i always think it's terrifying how literally like school kids are walking around with all the porn in the world in, in their pocket, pocket all yeah. the time or, or not it's, well e yeah. even even beyond even beyond just porn just like just access to any videos information anything anything like that so that begs the question of uh, at what point does that like stop when it just gets easier and easier until it's essentially like integrated into us as humans that you can just, you yeah. know, uh, it, it all, it all starts to go a little bit black mirror, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 You should get someone on here. I'd, I'd like to talk about, um, porn addiction. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's a, it's a ridiculous subject. It's crazy. There's like, there's, I've listened to a couple of podcasts about it. It is, um, it, it it's it's crazy like what it does to people have you listened to, i've listened to like you know terry cruz the actor if you heard him talking about it yeah he 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 was like really addicted to it for years he'd be like sneaking off set on a film to like go and just sit there and watch porn for a little while and stuff he he um 
he's he but then he's kind of like fully come out about it and said it on whilst like i'm not sure i'm on like the no fap train i'm not sure i'm that far that way but i think you know i think it is hugely hugely detrimental to um to just like relationships and everything and that that goes back to what we've been saying about all of this about the metaverse and everything is it's just how how human interaction um is 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 changing and how it will change um before we before we before we finish up you mentioned um you mentioned a couple of books and things and then you you also said it um when when we were out in greece together um if if anyone is looking to get into crypto and you don't you know they don't want to get caught up in the the charlatans and the, the the scams and or even just finding out more about this if they're interested in it what what was what was kind of your go-to um sort of knowledge points i suppose mm. i would say that like if, if, if you're looking to learn about it, like learn learn about bitcoin first like um you could read the bitcoin white paper that's um but potentially is a bit more um you, you know a lot of stuff won't click maybe read that it's pretty short then there's there's a good article called bullish case for bitcoin which is always really good and sort of just basically highlights why it's valuable what the value proposition of it is um and what it is um yeah. then you can read um i mean the classic one is um the bitcoin standard really good that i I kind of think the best bit of that is it basically goes through like a whole history of, of money. Yeah. But the, the, there's a good one as well by, um, always forget the name of this guy, Niall Ferguson, Neil Ferguson. I've heard of him. Um, he's written, I can't remember the name now. Uh, something about money. Type in Niall Ferguson money and it'll yeah. come up. That's pretty good. It's a bit heavier. Um, Loads of really good podcasts. I mean, um, some of my favorites, maybe they're a little bit um, more about like crypto more generally outside of Bitcoin. Like I would really just focus on Bitcoin, to be honest. And then learning about that, you learn about blockchain and then you just sort of start to learn about other things. There's actually another book called, I think it's called Time. That's quite a good one. Really quick read that's quite a good place to start as well. Just talks about like, it It, it basically says time is money. Uh, money is representative of your time. And yeah. it gives you a, a quite interesting perspective on it. Yeah, we had we had a, we had a great chat about that. And then re- regular podcast listeners will know that that's, you know, I, I've, I've had a lot of conversations about like what my, pe- people have different currencies and what your currency is. And for me, I've always said my, my currency is very much time of like that. That's, that's what's most important to me is, is is you know maximizing my time and being able to use it to do what what i want to do um mm. and i understand obviously not not everybody can do that and, and things like that but that that's that's been that's kind of my um my north star my cornerstone is 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 you know trying to is is time time's the most important thing so that's that i remember you said that when we were chatting in the summer that's that's really interesting um so don't go and buy don't go and put all my life savings on dogecoin that's what you're saying not to do then yeah um <laughs> yeah i wouldn't do that if i were you no um, yeah no matter what elon musk says yeah that's the that's the terrifying thing is yeah don't it, it's so i i suppose yeah to, to kind of before we finish up it's it's so easy to get caught up in like outside influences isn't it like even i said to you i was like start following this guy and you were like what does he say what's he said to buy and i told you and you were like don't listen to him mate 
you know, and, and equally, I know one of the best things about you is the first thing you said is, look, I'm, I'm not an expert. I don't know much about this. And if anything, that probably makes you more of an expert than most of the other people that think they're experts, if that makes sense. Because, um, yeah. Um, yeah, just like go learn about what it is like yeah. that in itself is super interesting and, and and i feel like it it's the kind of thing it's not going anywhere it's it's here to stay it will become a part of your life at some point or another whether you're aware of aware of it or not it's a bit like the internet like when the internet it's exactly the same um like history repeating itself in a way with, with like a lot of early technologies there's the naysayers, there's the people using it for bad things, um, there's the governments coming to get it, there's the crime, there's all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, at, at the end of the day, like you, when you fast forward 15, 20 years, like we don't know how the internet works really. Like how many people actually know how the internet works, but it's literally the basis of pretty much everything in your life. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, who, who knows? And like, and like you said, um, the difference with this compared to everything else is you can have some skin in the game, which ultimately is, you know, inherently quite a good, quite a, quite an important thing for, for humans generally, you know, if you, if we, if we can get something out of it, um, then yeah, personally, then it's a pretty good thing. Um, well, Ali, thank you so much. As I said, I've been wanting to have somebody on to talk about, you know, crypto and, and stuff like that. And I can't really think of anyone better than than you. So yeah, it's been great to talk. Um, do you have, Generally, people always have something to plug, but I don't know if you've got anything to plug. Do you have anything to plug? I've got nothing to plug, really. No. Um, I'm hopefully going to have something to plug soon that I'm working on with Bruce. Um, that'll be fun. That will be a lot um, of fun. But maybe I'll save that for when it's up and running. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure this won't be your your last time on the podcast. We'll definitely do a do another one with Bruce at some point. I know he's he's quite interested in this, and he's always good fun to to have on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys um, have enjoyed the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm going to plug myself. You can follow me on Instagram uh, at the After Hours Lounge. If you like what I'm doing, you can go to the link in the bio um, and you can buy me a beer. I don't really drink that much beer anymore, but you can basically just give me some money um, if you like what I'm doing. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. But if you don't want to do that, just give me a like and a share. Um, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or you can actually rate on Spotify now. So be nice. Whoever left me that one-star review, I'm still looking for you. And when I find you, I'm going to fuck you up. No, I'm just joking. But I'll I'll write a stern letter to you. Um, Ali, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you for the next one. <laughs>